0: Toby and TJ back with you on a Thursday morning. We are in Gainesville getting sent for the start of the NCAA regional here tomorrow. And it is our uh, pleasure to be joined now by David DeLucci, former Major Leaguer, World Series champion, SEC Network host. He carries Dari Noka on the SEC Network with their baseball coverage. And he's going to be on the call down here uh, in Gainesville this week. David, good morning. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, it's an
0: honor. It's an honor to have you on. First, just kind of general thoughts on the SEC and uh, and the, the draw that they got for this NCAA tournament. Anything surprise you about anything SEC related?
1: Well, I, I think overall, uh, I think majority of the teams uh, that got in were, were deserving of the opportunity to play in the regional. The, the one team that I have questions about, and I was pulling hard for them, was Kentucky. Um, It came down probably to Ole Miss and Kentucky. Ole Miss had a better regular season record, but they just kind of they fell flat in the SEC tournament. Kentucky was a team that had some big series wins. They beat Tennessee two out of three. They beat Auburn. They beat Georgia, and they went non-conference and beat TCU. All of those are regional teams. And then they entered in the SEC tournament in must-win situations, and they played great all the way to the semifinals. They looked like a totally different team than they were early in the season, and I just kind of thought that they had played their way in an opportunity to get into a regional. If you compared them and Ole Miss, uh, depending on what the committee was looking for, Ole Miss had a better conference record, but the hotter team at the end of the year was Kentucky. So... I thought they missed out on an opportunity, but overall, I think every SEC that was deserving, every SEC team that was deserving, got in.
0: We saw Tennessee early in the year down in Houston; they were unbelievable. I mean, you've seen them a lot this year. Are, is everybody just playing for second here, or are they gettable?
1: <laughs> uh, I, anybody's gettable, right? Especially at this time of I don't the year. Know. And it <laughs> well, it almost seemed like in the SEC tournament, uh, Tennessee really it took them a while to get their motor started. And I know they played good teams; they played LSU, um, and and really uh, the final game with Florida, they they just seemed like their timing was just a tad off. Now, look, I've run I've run the stats because I've caught a lot of flack uh, on the SEC network of saying this. This is my In my career, this is the best team that I've seen from top to bottom. And when I say that, I mean pitching-wise, I mean hitting-wise, I mean power. I'm talking about the bullpen and including the utility players that come off the bench. I've never seen a team that deep in my life. Now, there's been some better offenses maybe. There's been some better pitching staffs, but never together. You're talking about a team that they'll put in a utility player uh, that's got 10 home runs. Blake Burke is a freshman that just started getting A-Bs toward the end of the season. Uh, he's got 12. Their uh, third baseman, Trey Lipscomb, has had a, a fabulous year this year with 21 home runs. I think he's hitting three fifty-three, and it just goes all the way across the, the batting order. And then in the pitching staff, they're so deep on the weekend rotation that their, their future first-rounder, Blake Tidwell, was injured. And while he was rehabbing, they filled his spot and he couldn't get it back. Uh, there were two freshmen that book in the, uh, the starting rotation in the middle is, is the SEC pitcher of the year, Chase Dolander, who was a transfer. And if you get into that bullpen, man, you're going to see a guy that throws 105 miles an hour and their closer tops out at about 82. So uh, they're able to match up with any offense out there. Doesn't mean they're not beatable but it's just an incredible team that's been assembled. Wow. Wow. Um,
0: Okay, let's talk about Gainesville. Um, Your thoughts on the regional and specifically Florida because you've seen them uh, certainly more than we have. I know Oklahoma's not opening with Florida, but maybe we'll see them sooner or later. But what are your thoughts on the Gainesville uh, quartet that's down here?
1: I I think it's one of the tougher regionals put together. I mean, look – Oklahoma is going to play a four seed that's got 42 wins this year. It's incredible the the talent uh, that we're going to see in this tournament. I'm excited to see uh, the three and four seed are teams that have had success in postseason the last couple years. Central Michigan uh, really stands out to me because uh, I remember seeing them in Starkville, and just the way that they were unfazed by a crowd of 13,000 fans that were yelling right on top of them, and they were dancing and having fun in the outfield like it was no big deal. Like They were playing wiffle ball in the backyard. And I expect them to do the same thing. They're a very talented team that plays the game the right way, extremely well coached, um, maybe not uh, a whole lot of power potential in that lineup, but it's a team that, Um, They really feel like they belong there and that they can win. Uh, Liberty is a good team. Coach Scott Jackson, what he did earlier in the season was went into Florida, went into Gainesville, took two or three from the Gators in the opening series. Another good team that plays the game the right way. They're unfazed. They went to Knoxville last year and, and beat Tennessee one game in their regional. So they've got some big games under their belt. During the course of the season, Scott set up their lineup to where they played North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Duke. So this is not going to phase them either. Um, And then Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma's one of the hottest teams in the country. Got probably got snubbed uh, with an opportunity to host. I I felt like they should have for what they did. And um, uh, you got Florida Gators, the host team, really in the SEC tournament, turned it on offensively. The pitching staff did great. They were swept earlier in the year by Tennessee, and they lost their ace, Hunter Barco. And it seemed like at that moment the team really – they were just kind of – they were mediocre. And after that sweep, they really kicked it in gear. In the second half of the season, they played really well. Um, So it's an extremely tough regional. Uh, Florida, at at some point you'd like to see the two mammoth teams, Oklahoma and Florida, play. Uh, I think they match up really well. Florida's got some serious power in that lineup. I think they're eighth in the nation in home runs. Uh, Really, the starting pitching has come on as as late. You've got some flamethrowers as starters, probably. I'm not sure how Coach O'Sullivan is going to throw his guys, but uh, he may stay Brandon Sproat, who's been their top guy, Uh, for game two so i I just think the matchups all the way around are going to be very very tight
0: Uh, hey david how does this ballpark play down here is it a is it a band box is it a pitcher's friend how does florida ballpark usually play
1: well it's uh it's it's a big park uh hard to hard to to judge this year because of the the thunder in florida's lineup i mean they they uh they Hoover Met, where the SEC tournament is played, is a big ballpark. And um, guys like Wyatt Langford and Judd Fabian, they made it look small. So they can make Yellowstone look small if, if uh, anywhere they, they play. But it's it's a decent-sized ballpark. I, 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 I don't think it's a bandbox like uh, some of the other parks around the country. you got to get a hold of it, and you, you got to earn it. That's, that's what I, I like about that ballpark. If you, if you get one and square it up, you'll, you'll be rewarded with a home run. You're not going to get any cheapies out there. But the other thing is, that concerns me is the weather. Um, I saw that there's some thunderstorms coming through there. So a hot, muggy day in Florida, the ball doesn't travel very well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, who's calling the uh, games with you down here, David?
1: Uh, so I'm going to do the color, and our play-by-play is, is Steve Lennox. I was kind of hoping your boy Dari would get the call because of uh, OU being in there, but uh, I guess he's got bigger and more important plans than calling a regional. Yeah,
0: well, it, it, too valuable. You know, you've got to keep him in studio and all that fancy <laughs> stuff. stuff. <so. laughs> hey, David, I really appreciate it, and uh, good luck on the call this weekend, and uh, thanks for jumping on the show with us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care. Have a great right. day.
0: You too. David DeLucci, he'll be on the ESPN. I think it's on plus, at least the first game is. I'm not sure if the whole uh, regional's on plus or not, but um, he'll be on the call for ESPN this weekend. On the TV side of things, we're not done. Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball coming up next.